obviously you don't have to tell me the client, um, but what are some numbers uh, you've seen through your expertise of email marketing when you did your job? That moment where I'm like, I'm really good at what I do yeah. and this is it. It was when I had a new product release. It was something like $1,000 an hour. Wow. The email just kept on running and running and running. And I was watching it do that yeah. per hour on per the new hour. release. And I think that it made it to like seven grand or something like that wow. in the seven hour. We're back, episode 22, with a very important guest because I believe a lot of beginner entrepreneurs or entrepreneurs in general, they overlook the importance of your email list. And this person I consider an email marketing expert. So I want her to like, you know, just give all the gems that we need to uh, further better our business. But uh, if you could just introduce yourself, please. Thank you so much. Uh, my name is Shandell Shand. I am an email marketing guru, as people like to call it, an expert in my field. Overall, I'm a marketing director, so I help with a lot of marketing campaigns with e-commerce, events, summits. E-commerce is my favorite, but I do also help high-performing entrepreneurs. And I really just drive a lot of sales using email marketing and collecting customer-first data to give better customer experiences so that everybody's happy, the person providing the services, the founders of the e-commerce brands, and then ultimately the consumers making them happy. Okay, dope. So correct me if I'm wrong. So for example, I feel like people or entrepreneurs overlook um, their email list or just email marketing in general. So I say it like this, if you have 100,000 followers on Instagram, mm -hmm and you have 100,000 followers on TikTok, TikTok mm -hmm. those are those providers' customers. Mm -hmm. And your email list are your customers to engage in, and actually it's a way to beat the algorithm because you're reaching them directly. Would you agree? Yeah, I would agree. I would agree, definitely. Okay, dope. So before we get into the email marketing stuff, I want to know the lead up. How did you even get here? Because I know you personally, but I want to let everyone know. Yeah, we've known each other for a while, for <laughs> sure. So you've seen my entrepreneurial journey for years, like literally since I was like 23, 24. So, you know, leading up to this, the first thing I did in business was my Airbnb cleaning company. Mm -hmm. I mean, you know, you had an Airbnb at yeah. one point mm -hmm. and which I cleaned and then sent agents to clean and stuff as we built. And then re with recognizing that, you know, I'm good at business, I'm innovative, you know, we're catching on to trends like Airbnb and stuff. And it's not just like a regular cleaning company. Mm -hmm. It made me believe in myself a lot more that mm -hmm. I'm thinking different and mm -hmm. I'm thinking things that other people aren't thinking. So if I can continue to learn more about business, I could figure out what areas in business I could specialize in. So I realized I'm really good at marketing because <laughs> mm -hmm. everything that I tried to do, there was a level of marketing in that. Mm -hmm. So I just marketed events, marketed, you know, certain things that I wanted for myself, like certain products, certain cleaning companies and stuff like that when I had it, right? So it was just a constant buildup of figuring out I am good at marketing, but it's like, what do I specialize in? Mm -hmm. And it actually took uh, me to do 
several f- free jobs, like yeah. free work, like any, especially like that. I'm yeah. a person that believes in, you know, you have to get those 10,000 hours in yeah. or at least something, you know, to consider yourself an expert. Mm-hmm. So that time that I put in and those opportunities that I see in that, yeah, I could have asked for money or I could have got paid, but I seen the opportunity. And if I could perform really well for this person mm-hmm. and get that testimony and, and even tell them like, hey, if I do this for you, all I want from you is a testimony. You know, I'm pretty new, so I'm really transparent with it. And people would give me opportunity because I would just pitch myself. I think that's a big gem. Yeah. To work for testimonies. Yeah. And I don't say work for free. Right. I said work for the testimony. Yeah. Right. So I don't encourage free work necessarily but definitely if you need to build your portfolio because yeah. people want to see a portfolio yeah, right absolutely. where are the results yeah, yeah and i'm yeah. really big on the roi yeah so i always came from a place of how can i add value or how can i support somebody when i seen somebody say you know they need help in this area of digital marketing i'm like well i know how to do that let me try that it was like copywriting right and it's like oh well, i know how to do that let me try that it's like building a landing page, just all of the digital marketing things. Mm -hmm. And then eventually, once I got into email marketing, a friend of mine who was a client, started as a client, she had said in a text message when I asked her for a testimony, she's like, Shindel taught me how to funnel and she's so great at email marketing. And I'm sitting here like, I've taught you how to funnel like i i guess i built a funnel for you but i'm just thinking it's digital marketing yeah you know yeah yeah. and so once i had somebody tell me that what i was doing was email marketing what i was really Mm. doing was funneling it was like okay well that satisfied my client the most the person i was working with the most Mm -hmm. so i eventually just started specializing in that area found a software that I really loved when it comes to email marketing and became a partner with them. Mm -hmm. So I'm a partner with my email marketing software that I use, which is Klaviyo. And so now I just specialize in that area and I can really see results, right? So when I can see that I'm responsible for like 50% of revenue for people that I'm working with at times, Mm -hmm. it just is a no brainer that that is what you do. So that's what I'm mostly known for now is the email marketing side of things and really driving a lot of sales that are caught in limbo for a lot of people and a lot of e-commerce brands. Um, But it was a long journey to get here, obviously. (laughs) And then ultimately, I still consider myself a marketing director because I have a love for overall marketing, marketing, but we know that people that specialize in something get paid the most. Yeah, so. exactly. Okay, dope. So we're in 2022 and we have all these platforms, we have all these different tools and obviously email is fairly, it's old now. Yeah. It's considered old. So would you say it's still useful in 2022? 100%. Um, I know a lot in the digital marketing world. I just like to learn in general. And so for me to find myself in an area that has existed for so long, especially since I love trends and I love learning about the new things. Mm-hmm. Uh, I find that even though email is old, if you can adapt to what consumers really want in 2022, mm-hmm. you're able to really engage that audience, like you said, right? So it's approaching it from a different perspective mm-hmm. rather than the traditional style of email marketing that we're all really familiar with, mm-hmm. which is potentially like, getting spammed a little bit, you know, unsubscribing, giving somebody the wrong email. So like, you know, you just get the one discount code and then they don't spam you all those different things. You know, if you don't want somebody to know that you signed up for their freebie, you put in a fake code, there's all sorts of things that people do. Um, But all in all, uh, as long as you approach it differently, 
then you're going to be successful with email marketing. So putting the customer first, that's what I lead with always. Okay, dope. Keep and them I, in mind. I just want to let everybody know, because you did a couple templates for me and they were super dope. They're clean, they're concise. And I, I was actually like super impressed with those templates. Thank you. Uh, so I just wanted to let you know that. And with uh, e-commerce businesses, right? How much would you say email, like how much is email marketing uh, responsible for that revenue? Yeah, well, it's a good question because I have seen a lot of different brands, a lot of startups, a lot of established businesses, you know, businesses that are in big box stores, businesses that are just local, some that are tapping into international shipping. So luckily I get a very broad picture of what's kind of happening and what's possible. And it is still possible to be very successful without email marketing. I mean, mm -hmm. a lot of people still don't participate in email marketing, mm -hmm. whether it's e-commerce, believe it or not, or service providers, right? Um, but the reality of it is, is that it is another sales channel, right? It mm -hmm. is another marketing channel. So whenever it makes sense for people, founders, business owners to take advantage of that extra channel, it's mm -hmm. just another channel, right? So I don't say stop doing social and start doing this, right? It's people have the conversation whether they should be on TikTok or Instagram yeah. or both and yeah. stuff like that. So it's kind of like that everlasting battle of when you have the capacity to expand to TikTok, because most people are probably on Instagram first, yeah. that unless you're, you know, <laughs> under 20 or yeah, something, yeah. not under 20. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, um, there's room to implement it at the right time. So, mm -hmm. you know, it doesn't necessarily have to be rushed. But when I see a, a e-commerce brand that has thrived without email marketing, that's a beautiful thing to see because when they do it. implement it, yeah. like they're taking their Sky's whole team on vacation or something. Okay. Like they, they have money and if they're not, they're just holding it down. But with e-commerce, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot of expenses that comes into it, right? To keep your product going and stuff like that. So that's something to consider too. So if you could add an extra 25% or 50% of additional revenue mm -hmm. annually or even monthly, then that kind of offsets some of that cost of that capital for you to produce the bottles of mm -hmm. your you know, products and all these different things. So it's just additional revenue. So there's never a wrong time to implement it. Even if I was a brand new e-commerce business, hadn't even made a sale yet, if you have the capacity or somebody that knows it, mm -hmm. knows email marketing to slap it all up together okay. while it's, yeah, you yeah, know, yeah, yeah. while you can, because yeah. there's there's no money lost mm -hmm. basically by having it set up, even if you have no traffic, you know, but that's a whole different conversation is needing the traffic to go through those emails, right? Okay. So we could set up all the pretty emails, all of the, you know, deep, high, intense flows and automations. Mm -hmm. But if you have no traffic going through then those, then <laughs> I can't help. Don't <laughs> call my phone if there's no traffic going through that because that happens, you yeah. know. And um, so you I need like a little bit of um, give and take here. You need a little bit of traffic in order to do your best job with email marketing. Exactly. And. I can still set everything up so that when that traffic comes, it's already there, well-oiled machine. It's yeah. just about elevating it, which is a good idea. Mm -hmm. um, but it all depends on your priority as a brand, right? Mm -hmm. And things like that. Okay. Um, I'm going to get uh, into some of your personal information. Okay. <laughs> so obviously you don't have to tell me the client, um, but what are some numbers uh, you've seen through your expertise of email marketing when you did your job? 
Okay. So I actually thought about this before I came. I thought about this like yesterday, actually, (laughs) because I was really thinking like, what was that moment, you know, besides my friend telling me, um, you know, that what I had done for her was funneling and what I had taught her was email marketing, generally Mm -hmm. speaking. Uh, I thought about it. I'm like, what other than that, what was that moment where I'm like, I'm really good at what I do and this is it. Uh, It was when I had a new product release. I really like new product releases and things like that, things that I could kind of roll out. Mm -hmm. Um, So I had a new product release and I think in Within like, I don't even remember what the time frame was now. I would tell you it was on my brain yesterday, but it was something like a thousand dollars an hour. Wow. The email just kept on running and running and running. And I was watching it do that yeah. per hour on per the new hour. release. And I think that it made it to like seven grand or something like that wow. in the seven hours or you know maybe it made it to like 15k but when i'm telling you these numbers it's like because things have moved so fast so yeah. quick like i would send a campaign it would make people a hundred dollars and four hundred dollars and five hundred dollars then i would send more strategic campaigns and roll things out mm-hmm. a lot better and email. then i would see like it literally go to like 7k and yeah. fifteen thousand and things like that yeah. from one email and I would be like, why don't I have an e-commerce business, first <laughs> yeah, of all? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, and, but all jokes aside, you know, just that, seeing that impact and knowing what that could do for a business owner. For sure. I'm a strong believer in return on investment, whether that's like new subscribers or money in the bank, you know, mm-hmm. all of those good things. I, I like money, so I like to be able to give my clients money. Yeah. I know you don't always have to uh, sell that return on investment, you know, some people pay for things that will probably never pay them back financially, mm-hmm. right? And mm-hmm. it's very worthwhile to pay for those things. But just in my spirit, I have a lot of fun making people a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That gets you going. Okay, cool. So what about the service providers? Can they use an email marketing system with their business? Yeah, I get the question a lot is e-com service providers can learn an a example, lot an example of yeah. some service providers that can use email yeah, marketing i think uh service providers can learn a lot from e-commerce mm-hmm. um obviously it, the emails look very different right mm-hmm. the, we don't promote a lot of sales as service providers and things like that um but just the approach that uh e-commerce has about them knowing so much about their customer mm-hmm. service providers often don't know that much about their customer you don't they don't know when are people really coming around to buy from me like seasonally and True. stuff like that you True. know so i think service providers can kind of take some of the lessons that um e-commerce founders implement so that they can run a well-oiled system that is similar to e-com but in their own way so like Mm -hmm. service providers like i've had my accountant ask me if you know how what are some strategies to reach back out to to clients and stuff just to remind them like you're taxes are due like it's actually you doing them a favor right so it's not annoying if my accountant reminds me yeah exactly so little things like that like make it make sense to your industry right so Mm -hmm. if my accountant sends me a reminder i'm going to be really appreciative of that and Mm -hmm. we know how taxes can be right Mm -hmm. so if i'm receiving a quarterly reminder i'm not annoyed i'm actually really grateful and things like that so other than that I know content creators that use email marketing, right? They're selling events, they're selling 
podcasts yeah. technically you yeah, know selling yeah. podcasts or whatever you're promoting there is no one industry that benefits more from email marketing than the other it really just depends on your strategy True. and where you're putting your energy right True. yeah okay dope so how can people start to build their email list and a quality email list mm-hmm. yeah good question because i know a lot of people when, especially when you hear email marketing and lead magnets and those are the experts always talking about lead magnets build the freebie the checklist the guide yeah. the simple things so, right and to break that down that like you're talking about like so let's say for example i'm like hey free um gas card if you sign up yeah like free free anything honestly like you know say somebody's a copywriter it's like you know free headlines for your next Whatever. caption yeah. you know and you're gonna sign up for that because maybe you're not good at writing captions but you need those five prompts to mm-hmm. get your next five posts going right mm-hmm. so there's a lot of things like that out there and they do work but what i want to tell people on this episode is your messaging is very key when okay. you're trying to attract okay. a quality lead yes so it's cool to give things away for free and it's cool to give relevant things away for free for your offer Mm -hmm. but really focus on the messaging that's going to draw people in not only for that free download of whatever it is but Mm -hmm. also to stay in that nurture sequence that automation of emails or whatever it is that you're sending them over a period of time to then Mm -hmm. warm them up to actually buy from you or even refer a friend to you if your service services or whatever it is you're promoting ultimately isn't for you so leave space on the table for them to also maybe send somebody your way if it's not for them right so really coming at it from an approach of how many different benefits can this one lead magnet bring me you know what i mean and when it comes to like the free downloads and all of that um i've had many experts that i even follow from an email perspective and they often recommend email series Mm -hmm. and that's something that a lot of my clients that are currently doing i'm finding that they're getting success in these email series right people Mm -hmm. want really specific content especially if you're one of my favorite creators to any capacity or even one of my favorite brands, I'm gonna open your email True. no matter what I especially you're putting out as the lead magnet. It's value-based, you know? Mm-hmm. I'm gonna be on that specific email list no matter what. So it's really coming from a place of making people want to sign up for your email list. I call it an easy yes. Okay. What is the easy yes mm-hmm. that people are going to give you their information because privacy things are changing right now. Mm-hmm. So we know the big corporations and stuff there's different laws now where they can't really take all of our data and use it the way that they've been using it for the last who knows how long we've been agreeing to those app agreements without reading Mm -hmm. and they have been using our data Mm -hmm. so what i've done is basically learned all of that information and since everything's changing how can we still have that what's what they knew okay how can we implement that for service providers e-commerce so that no matter what free download you're building no matter what you're offering you're still able to really get that big corporate experience but internally no matter how big or small your startup is if you're one person or if you're a team of 20 you still can you know get that i want to say conversion because we know they're really making that big money understanding our data so well right yeah Okay, dope. So I'm sure you're subscribed to a couple of lists, right? Yeah. Um, some of your favorite lists, what led you to um, subscribe to them? 
if you remember. Yeah, no, I love, I'm a reader. Mm -hmm. So I think that's where my my ease of writing comes in and, and loving email. Um, but my favorite email lists, they come from a really authentic place. Okay. Some of them are my mentors. Uh, some of them are coaches that I wish I could work with. Yeah, yeah. Uh, what type of information are you getting in those? And the information, the information is always going to be educational based. Okay. I find that they're not as salesy, salesy mm -hmm. but when they do sell, they actually almost ask permission to sell. They Ooh. actually give me an opportunity to opt out if they're about to promote something. Like, give me an example. Um, well, I don't know. Yeah. They don't want to give away their strategies <laughs> yeah, too yeah, much. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. these aren't my own strategies. Yeah, I would okay. give them away if they were mine. You okay, know, fair, fair. Um, that's that's juicy. Though. Exactly. <laughs> I might have to drop a reel that says, "Hey, these are a couple email lists that yeah. I suggest you signing up for because they're yeah. really valuable." So I'm not a person that only promotes my own things. Like yeah. who I follow, who's mentored me, all these good things. Like yeah. I promote them as well because there is gold in there. That's how I've been able to get to where I am. So I share the step you know the stepping stones okay. even the people yeah. okay dope so for someone that has let's say 300 subscribers to their email list and another person has 10,000 um does the size of your list um how should i say this does the size of your list matter does it does size matter is yeah. that what you're asking me <laughs> yeah. the, the, well uh, the size of your email list matter all right we keep it pg on the podcast <laughs> Does the size of your email list matter? Oh man, it does and it doesn't. So of course we get excited when we see vanity metrics, just like social media, right? Mm -hmm. um, but same thing like e social media, is your email list engaged? So that's what it sure. comes down to, is your email list engaged and how many of those subscribers are engaged? There mm -hmm. are some strategies of figuring out who is engaged and who isn't, mm -hmm. you know? Who's been on my website, who hasn't? You know, who's looking at the same item three, four times, or who's trying to sign up for my program three or four times. Like there's really ways to know all of that information. Mm -hmm. And obviously somebody that's gone on your website a few times and browse and all of those things, that's somebody you wanna have a different conversation with that's obviously a lot more interested than somebody that spent two seconds on your website and hasn't gone back since. Okay, dope. So for me, I'm getting them now, I'm getting a lot of SMS marketing messages, mm -hmm. right? I feel like that is adding to the email game yeah. as well. How is SMS and email, how do they work together? Yeah, no, that's a really good question. So. I really recommend SMS, especially yes. if somebody is thinking about getting into email and it goes with saying how we were talking about emails kind of old. Yeah. SMS is kind of the new. Okay. So really allowing them to complement each other will get you the best return on investment. So, you know, knowing a good, I call it a cadence, right? A flow, a sequence of when people are really gonna be receiving what, because okay. that's as important as what are they receiving? Okay. What are they receiving and when are they receiving it, right? And so if I just emailed somebody and I know that they didn't open my email, I can then send them a text message and they might open my text oh, and they most likely so they will. they work together. I can literally set it so that if you don't open my email and I see that and I'm like, why did you open my email? <laughs> I will send a text, not manually. Everything is automatically, you know, if you open that text and go back on my site, different things like that, we're going to start having different conversations. And I'm going to also time when I'm going to have that conversation with you mm -hmm. so that I'm not 
too annoying or abrasive yeah. depending on the brand you know it's very a different conversation i mean if anybody subscribes to fashion nova text yeah that is the simplest way to put it they they have no shame yeah. right <laughs> kudos to the copywriter that is sending out those texts sometimes because they're actually really funny and i think that's how they're able to keep subscribers even yeah. though you know spammy yeah sorry fashion nova uh, yeah. you know i probably still subscribe right now because sometimes they send out some witty type sms messages yeah and obviously the deal sometimes just good so yeah you know <laughs> you stay subscribed you stay subscribed and so it's a really good complimentary because i think i opted out of their email okay they were doing too much yeah that they send that much they were doing too much oh god but <laughs> I'm still part of their SMS, right? So they catch me in limbo one way or the other. And I'm the person that does all of those things and they still catch me in limbo, you know? Okay. I actually subscribe to some uh, fast food restaurants as well. Yeah. And they email me and sometimes they text me and I had to unsubscribe from Jeez, all of them because it's like two burgers for, you know, $5 at Harvey's. I'm yeah. sucked in every time. <laughs> yeah, I, had to, yeah, yeah. I had to unsubscribe. Okay, dope. So. For the beginner entrepreneur or the entrepreneur that doesn't have their email list going at all, what are some practical steps that they can take after listening to this podcast to start to build their email list? Start to build their email list and they have absolutely no f no list right now. No list. They have a little bit of a following on Instagram. Yeah. They're providing some products or whatever services. What can they do tomorrow to start? This I like journey? this. We had to paint the picture. We had yeah. to paint the picture. Because each scenario is very it's different. 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 Yes, very sure. different. And I think that's important that we mention that because, you know, a lot of marketers will tell you like the one size fits all type mm -hmm. solution. And with the amount of businesses that I've worked with and the amount of individuals. Everyone needs a different solution, generally speaking. Like there's some foundational information, mm -hmm. but everybody needs a very customized solution depending mm -hmm. on where they're at in business. But a good way to start collecting some subscribers, first of all, if you don't have a CRM, so you know- What don't, is a CRM? So basically something that, a software that's able to keep all of your contacts in one place, okay, basically. Like so Clavio, MailChimp, yeah, so actually Clavio is actually a email service provider, okay. but they are one of the email service providers that acts as a CRM. So oh, because of how much data and information they collect on customers, it's like a CRM, but it's not. Okay. Um, so like a CRM that I use is HoneyBooks, right? Okay. So for HoneyBooks, every time somebody wants to inquire about my services, I'm able to just literally capture their email. I'll ask them if they want promotional messages or not, of course, to get their consent. Um, but regardless of if they consent or not, I'll always have at least that one way to collect all of the emails. And so once somebody signs up, like fills out a form or application to work with you, then you automatically capture that email. So CRM is just the basic business foundational way of you making sure that anybody that you're having a conversation with, you can follow up with them accordingly okay. and just all of those good things. Okay. But if you're somebody that's like, okay, I don't really want to go the CRM route or I already kind of have one, then what I would do, like we were saying, I, was, I would do the series. I would come up with some really specific messaging that's okay. going to attract the person that you want and say almost as simple, believe it or not, 
sign up for my email list. Oh, okay. Okay. You know, <laughs> sign up for my email list, but give people a reason why to sign okay. up for your email list. Like if I don't care about you as a creator, as a podcaster, as a, a, a brand that can solve like a skin solution or like some kind of hair solution or something that I want yeah. and you can't showcase that, I'm not going to sign up. So you True. really have to just market what it is that you have going on make sure your branding really stands out right because okay. it's a whole different ball game branding marketing sales yeah, I know, this digital marketing world and business world is actually a lot more than people think right yeah. but it can be as simple as suggesting people to sign up on your email list and people are often overcomplicating it okay but if you make a really good video short sweet video letting people know why to sign up on your email list what you're going to be providing what they can expect so you should get some subscribers. And okay. if you don't, you might have to rethink your offer and like what it is that you're putting out and stuff and why people aren't attracting to your email list. You know okay. what I mean? There's probably something else broken in that pipeline as yeah. to why people aren't converting over to your list, right? But if you have, what you have is gold, I'm gonna sign up for your list, yeah. you know? <clears throat> I get your newsletter. Uh, you get mine? I get yours. Okay, dope. Yes. So I was just gonna ask that about the newsletters. Do you think they're still valuable? Uh, once again, depending on, on who it who is, okay. like I feel like I've done it a whole bunch of times, <laughs> yeah. but I subscribe to a couple of newsletters and I subscribe to a couple of series, uh, series, excuse me. But I say that to say it's really dependent on the person. Like there is a whole marketing newsletter that comes out like i think every day should i do a plug i'm not gonna do a plug but <laughs> like we get paid enough for that right but in the future if they sponsor maybe yeah. but you know um there's different ways around it sorry i lost my train of thought because we're just joking around but uh, what was the question sorry oh our news letter still relevant are they still useful? so our newsletter is still useful yeah. i i sign up to a few um, the ones that I do sign up to, they're very like morning newspaper style, Monday mm -hmm. morning style emails really get you in that. Th they're really thought leadership driven as well. Okay. So thought leadership, like people that really have big ideas on different mm -hmm. current trending topics that are just important mm -hmm. that mm -hmm. business owners should know, marketers should know. So I'll sign up for things like that. Yeah. Okay. Interesting. And here's a i guess that's kind of an overall question but why is email and sms a sweet spot for you yeah the sweet spot probably because it puts customers at the forefront at least the way that i do it mm -hmm. um and it really educates them yeah. on what it is that we got <coughs> going on mm -hmm. whether it's an event whether it's the product and why they should have it and even just being really giving them the opportunity to for us to say this actually might not be for you you know what i mean like keep your money yeah yeah, yeah. some people need to keep their money <laughs> you know they need yeah. to open their email and the text they need to keep their money yeah don't let my clients you know hear me say that on yeah. this podcast but <laughs> also as it's my job to be the ethical one and yeah. all of those things make sure things are done right you know not making brands look cheesy and stuff like that sure. so yeah so i have a question um when people inquire about your expertise right how long like 
do you do like let's say like a year contract or like is this a forever thing or like how does it work yeah i've actually throughout business i've navigated it differently during different seasons and stuff as we learn you know we do things a little bit differently as business owners uh right now all my contracts are six months plus okay um up until recently they were three months okay um and then leaning into the fourth quarter i have a group program that's going to be very e-commerce driven to make sure that everybody can make some extra money Money <laughs> mm-hmm. during cyber month because yeah. uh, that's mo- probably the most important month 100%. from an e-commerce perspective um so yeah those are some things that i got going on right now but okay. i don't lock anybody in for like you know a full year okay. or anything like that but um also you need time to show that what you can do too yeah yeah that's what i was about to say to be honest it is better to see the long-term benefit of it mm-hmm. you know the depending on where you're at as a business but long-term being like a year, two years, Mm -hmm. now that I'm more established in what I'm doing, you know, I'm encouraging people to stick around for a year or two, because what I can do in a year or two, we really get to see the results, you know, in comparison to me just comparing your fourth quarter this year to your fourth quarter last year, which I wasn't a part of, you know? Okay, fair. So what is an attractive client for you? Is it like maybe they're making 100K in revenue a year? Like what's an attractive client for you? An attractive client for me is a proven product or brand. Oh, I got some people to connect you with. Okay, yes. <laughs> <laughs> I love okay. it. I love it. I love okay. it. Because are they e-commerce or are they service providers? E-com- e-commerce. E-commerce, yeah. Sorry, service providers, but I really love e-commerce <laughs> so much um, because I know e-commerce has that ca- that high expense, right? Yeah, yeah, and so yeah. I know the pressure that they could have and I kind of like working under pressure. So I'm like, all right, I'm here to save the day, you know? Attractive client for me is a proven product something that people are already buying, something that potentially is in stores. Now I'm starting to work with brands that Ooh, have that their product m- in okay, stores. Fair. So like Target and all the American stores, truthfully like Sephora and all of those things. Um, and actually some people that I plan on working with are you know in Hudson Bay and different things like that. Okay. So that can be appealing because I know consumers like their product so it's it's traffic but also even if they didn't have traffic in the time period of me working with them we we know that we can have that traffic because people already like that product so i love something that's already proven tested it just needs somebody else to kind of come in and give it that push so it could be a little bit more well oiled and running. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I like to attract, you know, the high performing entrepreneur and founder, somebody that's already leaning towards six figures or has passed the six and seven figures. You know, some of my clients are currently millionaires and it really attracts me to work with people like that yeah. because obviously I get and to you learn do your best work too. Yeah. They, they're really happy with my work yeah. a lot of times. Yeah. Okay. I don't really get many complaints. Like yeah. I would say like the last six months I got like, you know, one complaint and it it's easily sorted and it's not even like a complaint. It's just like, Hey, let's fix this, like yeah. fine tune it. And I'm really open to positive feedback. It only helps me get better. Yeah. And that's how I'm able to continue to attract you know, high performing clients, like somebody that I want to work with right now is a celebrity chef and things like that. And okay. the people whose house she's in and all that stuff, like it just really inspires me to work with people that are doing big things mm-hmm. because it reminds me like, this isn't where we're going to be forever, no matter how good things are right now. I mean, there's more levels to come and that really excites me that I can be affiliated and network with those people because I can imagine that, you know, wherever they can help me, they will. And 
support me and stuff. So it's a really good feeling to have those type of people that have already made it so far, be able to reach their hand back down. And even though I work with them and for them, they're still very humble and just mm. like normal people, you know, cracking jokes like everybody else, but they've yeah. just done really good things. Like they just have really big bank accounts yeah. and bigger houses. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, dope. So you've done so much in your entrepreneurial career so far. What's next? Mm. <laughs> like it, I like it, I like it. So what's next? Um, I have been learning about equity. Okay. And talk so, to me, talk to me about equity. Talk to me oh about Oh my God, equity. whole like different that. conversation yeah, again. So the way that my brain works, you already know. Yeah. Like I just like to learn. I love information. I love applying information. So when I get really good at one thing, you would think, you know, it's like, okay, she's going to spend 10 years doing exactly that. But mm. I'm always looking- always on the go. Mm -hmm. I just, I thrive in like new information and Me stuff. Too, to be honest. Yeah, yeah. You know, so, you know, you know, I don't know if I'm going to be here next week yeah. or, you know, two months from now or yeah. how long I'm going to live. So while I'm here, I do like to learn. I like to apply, like to just, it allows you to meet more people, be in more environments and mm -hmm. stuff like that. Right. So are you interested in doing, I don't this is a, a random question. Yeah. Are you interested in doing like business for someone to get equity as a trade-off? Yes. So that is the general direction that I'm going in. You know, people have time, mentioned equity to me. And then, you know, once I heard equity, I had heard it before, mm -hmm. but your ears perk up differently yeah. at certain times, you know, mm -hmm. when different people tell you things and yeah. stuff. So I had a quick conversation with, um, you know, my attorney, who's actually a, was a guest on your podcast Jeez. as well. So I, as soon as I figured out what equity could potentially look like for me yeah. i called my attorney so that i get the quality information you know okay. right out of the gate and okay. was like this is what i'm thinking tell me what you know yeah, yeah and yeah, yeah. from there i've just been learning a lot more information so that i'm not just accepting equity from people that want to give it to me i True. mean it's great uh -huh. but at the time when people wanted to give it to me and they still do, but I want to educate myself more, you what know, so into. yeah, I mean, we're signing contracts here and deals are getting bigger. So you got to make sure you know what you're getting into, especially when it's like signing contracts. So 100%. I'm, I'm learning as I go, but definitely equity, especially considering, you know, what I can give to e-commerce brands and stuff like that. But also knowing that some of these deals, you know, it's all about relationships. Mm -hmm. So for example, I never try and get the upper hand. Like, even though I know I'm responsible for 50% of revenue and yeah. I could run circles around what it is that we're doing, yeah. you know, it's really giving, making sure that this is a really fair situation. You know, I'm going to give you this. This is what you're going to give me. You're mm -hmm. happy. I'm happy. The relationship can last for, you know, longevity of things and not for just a short period of time to like milk somebody's equity out of their company. Mm -hmm. And then what do we have you know, next mm. year or in a couple months, right? Like this is really about building $3 million businesses and stuff mm. like that plus, right? So I see the potential in what I know mm. to add to founders and mm. e-commerce brands. So it's just a really exciting place to be in, right? Cause even though I do email marketing, I no longer stay exactly in that corner yeah. and I'm able to really right. shine and branch with what I know, because as soon as I obviously start talking, it's like, are we even talking about email marketing yeah, anymore? Yeah yeah, 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 yeah. It's too much information. It's okay. filing cabinets up in there. <laughs> okay, dope. So here's a question that I ask everybody on the show. And obviously we're not going to say any names, but <laughs> I want to know 
the best advice that you've ever gotten and the worst. Oh, <laughs> I've gotten a lot of advice. That's my goal. <laughs> Let me think about this. So the best advice, worst advice, worst advice. Worst advice. Worst advice would definitely be. I'm trying to pick one and I'm just like going through boop, 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 boop. <laughs> like how much bad advice have I been given in life, yeah. right? Um, but bad advice actually was, and I'm glad I thought about it for a second, my high school teacher. Okay. She's one of my favorite high school teachers. Oh, wow. My journal teacher. Did we have a journal in class? I don't even know. Creative writing. Oh, yeah. It was creative, creative writing. writing. Yeah, creative yeah. writing. Yeah. And I love to write. Mm -hmm. I wanted to be, well, I am a best-selling co-author, but I wanted to write out of high school, be an author, all of those good things. Just write. Write for a newspaper. I just wanted to write. But my creative writing teacher told me that there was no money. Oh, in writing wow, and it was one of those things you yeah, know where yeah, somebody yeah. like i love my creative writing teacher you yeah, know yeah and she immediately was Shut this like adult that was like at a job teaching clearly wasn't as happy as now i can see she couldn't have been happy telling yeah. a 15 year old to not write when she's teaching a creative writing class and wow, i wanted to like go forward to like school for it but she told me there's no money in writing you know mm -hmm. the whole newspapers dying that whole thing yeah, you know she missed the curve or she didn't see what was yeah going. she didn't see what was gonna happen yeah. and so yeah uh, one best-selling co-authored book later yeah. and currently doing email and all that stuff now so i wish i didn't take that advice yeah clearly it weared off now you know as an adult so i'm doing what i'm doing but that was Bad. That, yeah, that's high school advice. teachers should not be telling kids what makes money. money and yeah, what, yeah, yeah, I yeah. realized actually that she wasn't a writer, right? She's a high school teacher. Interesting. Interesting. So I don't know why I listened, but yeah. I didn't understand that until I was older. Yeah. You know what I mean? I'm like, she's not even a writer. That is she's a creative that, writing teacher. To be honest, that's actually concerning because if she's not even a creative writer and she's teaching a creative writing course, giving maybe you she creative written pro teaching. Like <laughs> I don't know, I don't know. I'm just trying to give her a break. She was pretty, she was my favorite teacher. So yeah. it, I'm. It's funny that you know, looking back years later, that it's like you actually might shouldn't have been my favorite teacher. Yeah. <laughs> I actually delayed my success. But you know, it's all up to you. Divine timing anyway. So it's all good. 100%. Best advice, best advice, best advice. I had um, somebody tell me and this there's gonna be two parts to this. One is somebody said act like act like something's not happening. I was going through a really hard time in my life. Mm -hmm. And there was just it was completely out of my control. And so even though that sounds like almost like toxic, positivity, like delusional, like act like it's not happening. Mm -hmm. It was actually the piece of advice that I needed to that get through, through to my mm -hmm. each day, you mm -hmm. know, because it was so out of my control that they were just kind of like each day press on type of situation. Mm -hmm. And that was actually during the time of when I had my Airbnb cleaning company. Mm -hmm. So during that time of when I was like at my lowest, I had somebody tell me like, you kind of just have to press on. They were the one person that understood it's completely out of your control. There's nobody that can this or that or whatever. Yeah. So I just took that piece of advice and I kept on pressing forward no matter what, because everything was so out of my control. And then ultimately I ended up getting into entrepreneurship and business during such a hard Sick. time because I had people tell me, you know, just keep going. You have mm -hmm. to act right now in this moment. You have to act like nothing else is happening besides you having to push forward 
every single day. And that's what I did. And then the part two of that is somebody told me, you know, to get my shit together. And (laughs) it was as simple as that. The person that told me that was a really well-respected person Mm. in like, uh, you know, a really prominent black community. And so having somebody like that as a role model, keeping it real with me, you know, I was probably 24 and she was like, you know, you're a little girl. <laughs> you know, she's I'm I'm like five ten. She's yeah. like half of my size, yeah, literally yeah, yeah. a little short, you know, but she she knows better, you know, mm. and she seen it both of them actually seen in me what I couldn't see it myself at the time. Mm-hmm. So they gave me the space to fail, but then also to learn. To and they didn't didn't give up on me, right? So I'm still very close with those two individuals today and they're still very wow, much so a part of my amazing. life. And yeah, my life has definitely changed ever since those two pieces of uh information. quotes information. Yeah, it changed my life. Okay, dope. So on the show we like to make predictions. Uh I know you talked about equity earlier, but I wanna replay this in five years. I want to replace it like, ah, she did say that she was going to do that. Yeah. So in five years, where do you see yourself? I see myself with like 2.5 mil. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. 2.5. That's pretty specific. 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 Uh, yeah, it's specific. <laughs> it's it's really specific um, because you know I mean you know how I am with my goals. Like I really put yeah, certain certain numbers out there. I put deadlines. Even if I don't reach them, I'm mm-hmm. still going. You know to try and attain that. So I do really see a certain life for myself. Mm-hmm. And like I said, I do have quite high performing individuals around me that have accomplished really great things. So when you could see it in front of you, mm-hmm. makes it much more easy and for you to believable. believe it. Mm-hmm. Like wow, that could be me. You know, Mm -hmm. you don't really know how fully yet, but yeah, that could be you, you know? And I actually had said to somebody, um, you know, Jeff Bezos was, I think he did Amazon at like 33 or hit it, hit his first mil at 33 or something like that. I no, 2.5 mil at, Mm. at, um, 33. Mm -hmm. And I had mentioned to somebody like, they're like, yeah, that's crazy. I'm like, well, some of my clients have done that at, 33 and it made me even me realize even though I was telling somebody else it made me realize like wow that's that's a lot of work don't let me discredit nobody but that's what I aspire and it's not necessarily for the money it's all for just the lifestyle like I want to be able to provide for family friends you know Mm -hmm have everybody over for you know the holidays and stuff i don't want to leave my house i want people come my house if they're invited yeah (laughs) yeah i know i hear you okay so 2.5 million in five years at a inflated price whatever it is then (laughs) exactly 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 um is there anything that you want to leave everyone with besides your contact information okay cool what I want to leave everybody with is honestly just to find the right people that you can associate with and level your life up with consistently. You know, there's sure. going to be people that fall off, especially when you have big dreams. Not a lot of people can, you know, continue on the path of somebody that has such big dreams. We're actually kind of hard to be around at times because our mind is always thinking so big pretty annoying actually you know having somebody that just wants to constantly talk talk business and talk big dreams and stuff and to somebody that has never thought that way Mm -hmm. to them it's like what world are you in you know it's not that they want to doubt you but they just really don't see it Mm -hmm. so to associate yourself with people that 
might not fully understand your vision, but they believe that you could do it. 100%. Even if they don't understand mm -hmm. and just support you along the way. So I would just find the, the right people. And with the internet, there's a lot of navigating to mm -hmm. do. So, you know, fact check people, have conversations and you'll find the right group of people, the right certain people that can really put you in the right direction, propel you in the right direction. Mentors, sponsors, all of those people that will mention your name in a room when you're not in it. Mm -hmm. Just make sure you're associated with those people because those people are out there. And what that has done for my career, I would only wish that on other people, specifically women. <laughs> so, you know, I really want women in business specifically to find the right mentors and the right role models, no matter if they're 16, 19, 25, you know, because if I had somebody earlier in life really show me the way, mm -hmm. then that 2.5 mil, yeah. <laughs> we wouldn't be sitting here talking about five years from now, you know, yeah, yeah, yeah. but it, it's the reality of things is to associate yourself with the right people. And like I said, some people will fall off. Things will change. It's okay. Just keep, keep on going. going. You know, you'll find your people. People will find you. You'll continue to grow. People will support you. And you want to be around those type of people mm -hmm. that make you feel really good about what it is that you're trying to build. Mm -hmm. And consistency is the cheat code. Yes. Consistency is the cheat code. Okay. Dope. And your information for everyone? Yes. Uh, so you can reach out to my Instagram at inspired by Chandel. You can also go to my agency website, which is marketing creates. Dot com that's marketingcreates.com you can always send me a dm i'm really chill so i'll chop it up in the dm okay okay dope episode 22 black is the new rich podcast and thank you for coming no I appreciate problem. it <laughs>